to Navigating Nuance. This is Ashley M. Saruya, and this is the show where we talk about health at every size, weight stigma, and eating disorder recovery via your submitted questions. Let's talk about the question of the day. This week, we're actually going to do something a little bit different, Um, so I apologize for any confusion that might have been brought about by the intro, but today we're actually going to focus on weight stigma. Um, It's Weight Stigma Awareness Week, hosted by NIDA, the National Association, no, the National Eating Disorders Association. Uh, NIDA recently, within the last, I want to say the last year, uh, joined with BEDA, the Binge Eating Disorder Association, and in the process of them integrating into the same NIDA umbrella or under the same NIDA umbrella, uh, some of our fellow fat activists have done a lot of work to make sure that the values uh, that drove BEDA uh, are reflected in NIDA. And part of that is with weight st- is shown through Weight Stigma Awareness Week. So we can thank Shavise uh, Turner for that. She has worked tirelessly to try and make sure that the integration is supportive for people in larger bodies struggling with eating disorders. So shout out to Shavise. In any case, um, it's Weight Stigma Awareness Week. Uh, today is, Oct- or no, is September. I'm getting ahead of myself. It's September 27th of 2019. Uh, I believe it technically ends on Sunday the 29th. Um, and I do also apologize that this recording is going to be released a day late. Um, but it's released a day late because of weight stigma. <laughs> and um, I think this is something that we need to talk about. So existing fat, existing online as fat, existing while being fat online, is really hard. And it's especially difficult during weight stigma awareness week which is somewhat ironic because you would think that this could be a week that would be supportive or um, helpful, enlightening. But for people who are fat, we already know all of this information and seeing it day in and day out for a week is actually kind of triggering. Um, As well as the fact that it drives a lot of trolls to our door. So I haven't made personally, a lot of uh, new content for Weight Stigma Awareness Week. And part of that is just because I was busy, but the other part of it is because I've been watching my fellow fat activists who are in fat bodies post content related to weight stigma awareness, and they are being completely um, overrun with trolls on their page, in their DMs, even without posting and only commenting to defend friends of mine, I have had people pop into my DMs, you know, sending me pictures of fat people's hearts, um, telling me I'm going to die, pig emojis, all those fun things. And, you know, it's exhausting. It's really uh, important, I think, that as thin allies, thin people, smaller bodied people, that you understand what it actually means to exist in this world as a fat body, what the conceptualization, what the measurement of weight stigma actually is. 
And in terms of clinical terms, we often will refer to these as microaggressions. They are not micro. Uh, if you have a paper cut that you continually cut over and over and over again, not only is a paper cut extraordinarily painful despite the fact that it is of small size, but if you keep cutting over and over and over again, especially in that same spot, arguably you could chop someone's thumb off, right? So the cumulative impact matters. And when you're encountering, encountering? Wow, my brain is not working. When you're encountering microaggressions day in and day out, as people in marginalized bodies do, it has an impact. It impacts your mental health. It impacts your boundaries. It impacts your ability to show up. And on a larger scale, there's also a macro level things to consider, right? So microaggressions are very often about the individual level, the interpersonal discrimination that takes place, the inter interpersonal bias that plays out on, you know, in conversations with one another, in interacting with one another. But fat, fat phobia and weight bias, is not, it's not just an individual problem. It's also a systemic problem. There are, I want to say, maybe two states in the country that have laws that prohibit people from hiring discrimination based on size. Meaning, in the majority of states, I could be refused a job simply because I'm fat, and that would not be illegal. Most marginalized identities have these protections in place. There's also research that shows us that um, fat people are less likely to be hired, fat people are less likely to be promoted, fat people are paid less, right? So all of these different uh, ways in which not only do we experience uh, uh, intimate, conversational, interpersonal level of discrimination, but then we go out into the world and we may not even be cognizant of the things that we are not allowed to partake in or we are kept out of because of our size, because of weight bias, because of the fact that we do not acknowledge weight bias legally in the majority of states. So I just wanted to make today about making space for fat people, for our stories, for This week that is supposed to be about us is not only very often actually just damaging us instead because we have to be inundated with all of the realities of our oppression for a week. Not that we're not inundated with it already, but it's kind of, you know, thrown at your face constantly. Like, yep, here's the reminder, here's the reminder, here's the reminder. You know, if you didn't get the reminder when you walked out your door this morning, here it is. Uh, the other thing is that 
we're seeing a lot of thin people's posts about weight stigma do really well. That's a problem. You know, luckily, I do think there's been some pretty decent uh, effort on behalf of some of the people I follow um, who are in smaller bodies to recommend out to fat people when discussing weight stigma. And that's great. But weight stigma, well, two things, but it's not happening nearly enough. And second, secondly, it's, it really highlights how infrequently we are referenced in, in sort of the day-to-day um, context within the eating disorder field. Despite the fact that we know the weight stigma plays a huge role in perpetuating and maintaining eating disorders, and in some cases, uh, acting as a, a precursor variable acting as a a risk variable. So this week has been difficult. It's also been really good. I've I've made some personal uh, steps in my own uh, professional life that have felt good. I am settling into my internship, which I will share more about um, probably in the coming weeks and months. I'd love to discuss, you know, transference, counter-transference, Um, working with the eating disorder population as someone who's recovered, as someone who's recovered in a fat body, and what all of that entails. Um, I also had some questions today that I wanted to address, such as uh, how do we discuss intuitive eating when we also know the... uh, Discuss intuitive eating and, and discuss how it functions and how it's effective when we also know that food insecurity is a huge issue and is... Uh, in many ways, just as much of a factor in food restriction as diet culture is, right? So if we, if we exist in a world where food insecurity exists, how can we promote an intuitive eating way of being? Which I think is an excellent question and, and something I don't necessarily have all the answers for, but something I want to explore. Uh, and the second question was related to why I decided to be a social worker. Um, and and we'll, we'll discuss those next week. So I apologize if if anyone was ready and waiting for that discussion. Um, I don't think any of you were, but if you were, my apologies. But in any case, I really would love if um, my fellow fat people out there listening send me your story. Um, I would love to share it on the show or just, sh- or just send it to me. Um, you can send it to Ashley at AshleyMSuria.com. Um, I believe that Megan McCarmick, uh, New Moon RD is her handle on Instagram. She collected this really great, um, sh- she had asked in her stories for fat people to share what their experience of weight stigma was and then shared those responses in a post. Um, I highly recommend everyone go check that out, especially thin people. I also highly recommend that you go check out the work of Amy Severson. Uh, her handle is at Amy R-D, A-M-E-E underscore R-D. Uh, I also recommend the work of Resilient Fat, God, it's God X, because SJ identifies as they, and God S is feminine. Um, they do excellent work, especially for 
trans and non-binary individuals and fat trans individuals. Um, there's so many. There's so many amazing fat activists doing work every day. And I like, you know, it's been great to see us referenced consistently during Weight Stigma Awareness Week. But we need to be very clear. In, in the eating disorder field, it is, it is always Weight Stigma Awareness Week. It must always be Weight Stigma Awareness Week. Because there is no curing eating disorders without addressing weight stigma. There is no preventing eating disorders without looking at the structural systems in place, the cultural systems in place that act as perpetuating and maintaining factors. We cannot heal eating disorders if we are terrified of fatness. And I really, really want that to sink in. I know this is probably a little preachy and I'm being a little soapboxy, but it is the most important reminder, I think, of Weight Stigma Awareness Week. This visibility is great, but why is it not consistent? Why are fat people not at the front of the conversation consistently when it comes to healing our relationship with food and our body? And we know the answer to that question, right? Implicit inherent bias. That's the answer. And that's why we have Weight Stigma Awareness Week. You know, there, there is an argument to be made that the, that the existence of Weight Stigma Awareness Week is in and of itself an acknowledgement that we need to be doing better. And I appreciate that. And, and it, is an, it is a step in the right direction. And at the same time, it's, it's frustrating. And it's also frustrating because you know, we get to see, like I said before, you know, the trolls come out, but also not even just necessarily trolls who, you know, the, their purpose is not really to have any kind of debate. They're not really there to learn anything. Um, they're, they're just there to incite hate and uh, rile people up and they sort of get their jollies on being um, uh, contrary, contrarians, excuse me. Um, but the other difficult thing to see is how much weight stigma still exists and has not been acknowledged within the eating disorder community itself. Um, this can be exemplified by uh, many um, NIDA social media posts, but specifically that, you know, there were posts related to weight stigma awareness week. And I believe there was one, it was a Reagan Chastain quote that discussed the role of weight stigma in eating disorders. And the comments under that post were just so, disappointing and you know certainly served as an important reminder that there is a lot of work to be done um but again I say in the eating disorder community it must always be weight stigma awareness week truly 
I don't, I don't see how we get out of this without that. And I know that it can feel hopeless. It can feel like we're just banging our heads against the wall over and over again and, and that none of it's getting through. And in some cases, that, that's true. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. But you never know who's listening. You never know who might see it. And you never know when that thing that you said to someone years and years and years ago that they just were not ready to hear, when it finally hits in a way that they get it. And it can be hard. It can be hard to remind ourselves of that fact. It can be hard to remember that the work that we do has an impact, a positive impact. Especially when we get stuck in the weeds going back and forth with strangers online. And sometimes it can feel cathartic, you know? It can, can get the anger out. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes it might be helpful to, you know... Also hear what the other side has to say. Hear how they're structuring their arguments. There's, there's value in those things if you're in a place where you can engage with that content without harming yourself. But above all, it's frustrating. And it's difficult. And it's exhausting. So, for the fat people listening... I see you, I hear you, and I want you to send me your story if you feel comfortable doing so. And for the thin people listening, make Weight Stigma Awareness Week every week. All right, thanks y'all. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye. And that's our show for the day. Thank you again for listening to Navigating Nuance. I'm Ashley M. Saruya. Please remember that this podcast is completely driven by your submitted questions and your financial support. This is a Patreon-exclusive podcast. If you enjoy the content, please encourage people to sign up for the Patreon. It's only $2 a month, and you get all of this exclusive content. I very much appreciate those of you who have signed up. Uh, absolutely, please send me your listener question, as I will prioritize them. Uh, and you can do that via DM at Cozy Bay on Instagram or via email at Ashley M. Saruya, or excuse me, or via email, Ashley at AshleyMSaruya.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.